Um, say, what? say, Shag Scoob. Shag Scoob. <laughs> I, I didn't. I literally couldn't hear you. <laughs> say, I literally can't hear you. You're like so far away from your mic. It's unbelievable. You gonna let me do an intro this time or no? Uh, what kind of intro? The intro that I've been doing for the show for the last goddamn year of our lives, Evan. I mean, how many times have you actually been able to do that, though? None. That's why I'm saying, like, should we, sh should it, should I, should I just go past it or? Um. Okay. Yeah. Do our intro. Do our intro. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna count down these numbers, and you're not gonna cut me off, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, if you cut me off, what do I get? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like, so there has to be some sort of thing. That like you, insurance that I'm not gonna. Yeah, you. yeah, like you know, like you know how you have car insurance. So if you get in a car accident, you know, I need. Uh, I, let's call it. Off, let's call it. Let's call it sanity insurance. How, how about how about if I if I cut you off disadvantage on my next roll in D and D? Okay, I will take that actually. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, agreed. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello everyone. Hey everybody, let's get right into the news. <laughs> Uh, I, um, <laughs> did you hear that noise that just came out of my mouth? <laughs> like, I feel like that was all of the anger I've ever had at you <laughs> boiled into one noise. And I'm pretty sure that the mic captured it. I cannot wait to have disadvantage on my next role. Hi. Uh, hi, everybody. I have to explain um, to the table why. Why you have it? Yeah, that's going to be fucking hysterical. Um, Hi. Everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Verbal Components Podcast. Our weekly show. Our, uh, <laughs> our what? Our, our, our weekly snow. Our weekly show? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, can we even call it that anymore? Yeah. I don't think we can, dude. It, com it comes out during the week. Okay. Ah, it's so good. That's so funny. Okay, uh... I guess it does come out on a day of the week. You're right, Evan. Mm -hmm. But we have not. When was the last time we recorded this show? Uh, like January. Oh my God, really? I think so. Was yeah. it January? I'm pretty sure. Oh, now I have to find out. Hold on, I have Spotify open right here. Pretty sure it was January. Up. I think we had two episodes out before we broke our streak. Let me let me check. No, February, February sixth. We did um we did January twenty fourth and then February sixth so mm -hmm. I we, we were did pretty it late good January yeah we were pretty good for two weeks and now it is March tenth so um <laughs> it's been over a month since our last episode what have we been up to what have you been up to Evan um I have been uh okay we st we started the new D and D campaign that was fun. Too bad it's over already. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, so we're we're back. Hopefully, gonna get back on schedule here. I'm not gonna make any promises anymore, but we'll see how it goes. We, yeah, we've been playing a lot of D and D. Evan and I play in. Well, now we now you play in a lot more games, don't you? I play in one and I run one, and you now run your own and play in three. Well, yeah, if. Yours on Sunday, mine on Wednesday, and Kai's on Thursday, right? Who's on first? Huh? No, Huz on fit. <laughs> Huz on first. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Who's on first? Huz on third. I hate you. Um, but yeah, we've been playing a lot of D and D. Um, I've been getting a lot better at like reading, uh, 
the books that I need to read <laughs> um, in order to run a game. And then also, I've been getting a lot better at keeping my notes pretty concise. I think I think the D&D news I have is that uh, I'm realizing that all of the generated content for D&D, like, like all the source books and stuff, like... Uh, like, like when, when we all kind of sort of mutually decided to say, fuck it, we're just making our own, like, we kind of just didn't include a lot of, like, what goes on in, like, a pre-made D&D book. Because, like, those motherfuckers, they, they like, get all up in the business of, like, uh, putting details in, like, houses and, like, making sure there's shit to find and pre-made checks to, to make and minimizing the, minimizing the improv that you, that you have to like oh yeah but that's like why we play the game like i feel like we our improv is like what it's like it's like what we do and i think i've like learned to not rely on it as much and like i do like a checkpoint system not not that's not right i as soon as i said that that was wrong coming out of my mouth but like what i mean is like i tend to prep certain things that i know you guys are going to come across and then the rest of it i like go with the flow does that make more sense oh yeah that makes sense um yeah because you make you make certain encounters right or certain items or things yeah and then i think like because we've been doing that for so long like whatever we run like we have we have certain areas certain things and certain you know certain encounters that will kind of mold to fit any like things that the players want to do yeah, I agree with that. And I like Have, having a like house like like with with rooms and like secret compartments and stuff like already pre-built out like only now But I did that a little bit in the other session having though. that written out like kind yeah. like it just means that there's a certain kind of D&D experience that like we're just leaving on the floor. Yeah, but also I think like in I feel like in campaign 1 that was very true. In this one I've done more of like oh, yeah. try to make a- my things way more fleshed out because like for instance we uh I'm I did a puzzle for, for the first for time. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, true, true. Yeah, cuz like I see I see like uh in fucking Waterdeep town whatever like 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 the party could just like roll up to this house and it's like you could you could just spend an hour and a half like fully ransacking Oh yeah, house. dude. I played I played um Curse of Strahd. Or I guess I didn't play it. I played like the first session of it, and dude, they have everything planned out, every single thing that you could possibly like do or need. It's in that book. Yeah, like Which is, it's kind of crazy to be honest with you. Yeah, like I shit on the five E system a lot, but like the the source books are like they're like all solid. Like I guess that's like the point of playtesting, though. Not really just to like see if things are broken and overpowered, but like to see what players of this game do and then like see that's the thing though because you throw it. a party of seven at like an unaltered dungeon you're fucked that's yeah that's you gotta alter thing, it up you gotta give it your own little flair if, if basically all the all that you can do with an untouched D source book is like run with a party of four at the right level that's all you can and, do. Yeah, and I and I think that like for me at least, I think that source books are really good in that sense of like if you are not playing your 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 game and you somebody wants to run something and they don't want to like write it, oh, just snag up a book. You don't have to do anything. You literally just have to go from front to back in the book and it all it's all there for you. It's great. Well, yeah, there's that and there's also um uh you know like Dungeon of the Mad Mage 
Um, I hope nobody yes, ever never felt read like it, running but... that. Like, I don't think any of us ever want to run like an untouched like D and D game. So I, I'm, I, I'm I've literally been just more about it though. I don't know. Like, like lately, e- even I don't know. No, no matter what, like we're just not going to run Dungeon of the Mad Mage because I'm just ripping all of the dungeons out of that. Basically, yeah, true. Also, like, that's what that that actually leads me into the point that I was going to talk to of like. I use those source books just to steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's that's like, all you need. That's all like yeah. it's so good because using the there's so many things that's just like you don't think to include, but when you see it, it's like, "Oh. Oh. Like, of course. This is just an entire like thing that I would have never included, but like the yeah. it's 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 right it's there. Good I don't for have to do anything. Motivation. Yeah, it's good for motivation where you're like, "Oh my god, this part of this source book is amazing." And like, well, yeah. I'm and if your party's like, "Hey, uh, I want to go see what's what's in what's in like this house," it, it's like, "Oh fuck, I didn't have a house prepared." But ooh, let me. I have this pinned in my book. Ooh, I, this this house that I know is from a like a different thing that like nobody's ever gonna see or like play in this at this table. I'm just gonna steal it. Well, yeah, and that's. I mean. I very much want to say that, like, I use the word steal very <laughs> liberally, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah. Because like, it's not stealing. It's D&D. Like, I, I don't see, know. Here's the thing, Matt. I think we're all <clears throat> far too uh, secure. We're, n- none of us have any real insecurities. <laughs> so, like, we'll just say, like, mm, I, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to fucking. Well, yeah. And it's like, I've seen things from all the games that I've played in that I like. And I always write them down. I always note them. I'm like, I n- am not going to take this verbatim, obviously, but I want to. It, like, oh yeah, like it's just have this in my game. It's, it's a really yeah. good idea. Um, yeah. and that's I think that's the good thing about this community is like it is very. I mean, granted, if someone makes something like, for instance, we've talked about the combat wheelchair on this show. Um, if someone makes something like that, I think it's important to. I mean, especially. I mean, not for us really, because we're we're in a private space but like if you're using it on a public space where like you have a large audience like if we had an actual play show which we will never have an actual play (laughs) show i'm sorry to fucking break it to you guys um i I mean we just i just don't think we'd get any of our table members to agree Uh, i i know we wouldn't get kai to agree that's uh, number one yeah i I don't know about well I, i won't say that i think he would play i just don't think he would do main campaign like I, oh, I think he would. We would think, have yeah. to have a campaign for actual play. Like, yeah, it would have to be a, a pre-written stuff, but yeah. uh, not pre-written. I mean, like, like it. Should we get into too personal? I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is not made for stream. Um, but yeah, I just take little things that I find and I just write little notes about them, and then when I'm doing session prep, I'm like, oh, that could be cool, you know, blah blah blah. blah. But um, yeah, you you know the way that I DM. It's all like. God, it sounds like so cheap to put it this way, but like it's telltale style where like when oh, yeah. you talk yeah. to somebody, you don't you can't expect them to not go and do other things while you guys are doing other things. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, that's exactly. very much the way that I DM the game where it's like, oh, you said this to this person. They're going to remember that later. Like that kind of shit. Like, yeah, that's, absolutely. I, that, I would I, I would say that's probably my style, which is more like the world is moving despite whether you guys are moving. Yeah, I think. um that, that's like a that's like an easy trick that any and anyone who wants to like add a touch of realism especially if you have like a new like new like fresh faces in your fucking game yes yes um, yes if, if they if you just include certain elements that make them realize like oh like this is 
this is this is moving when I'm not when we're not playing. Yeah, and it could be it could be as little as like somebody remembering them. And like, like when, when you they do come that, back. like yeah. that just gets the players thinking, like, oh well, we're doing this. Like, what's happening now? Like, it gets them yeah. thinking about what could be happening, like off yep. off the side. It gets them more into character. It's yeah. It gets them like checking in on people too, and like also checking in on who might be checking in on them. That is like my favorite thing. Like, yeah. especially with scrying and stuff like that. Like, you never know in five E who who is watching you or who or who knows where you are. Yeah, that's that's the funniest part about five E, where because it's it's so easy to spy and it's so easy to like. Yeah. Do it's you can do literally anything you want in five E, which yeah, and I think that's why it's like it, it's very interesting of like how you treat your DMs NPCs because like. Especially when you're starting off at like a low level campaign, like say you're starting off at like three or even one, if you're going to start from one, you have to realize that almost everyone is more powerful than you are. Yeah, I think um, I, I did something pretty recently in my in my game, actually, where um, I, I have a player who the, their character is very uh, volatile, I think is probably the correct word, where okay. they... um. They're just their character is like an asshole, like for sure. But like, I I think a good way to get characters like that, like to interact properly with the world they're in, is to ease them into the consequences of their actions. Ease, yeah, ease them in is the impressive part of what you just said. Yeah, they they go they they just like went into like this um this little girl fell into a hole, and the town like like begged for them to go and like rescue her so the the small group of four that we have like a few of them uh a few of them went into the hole and then her character was like i'm gonna I'm, I'm not gonna go save the little girl i'm gonna go check out the mission that we have going on and i'm gonna see exactly how like she she wanted to just go continue the mission like didn't give a fuck about what's happening right right and right. i was like okay how am i going to reintroduce that character into the throw of what's happening that's where the improv comes in, where it's like you can't. I like rerouted like a little bit bit of thing, uh, and s- like there was a like a new secret passage was added, and it was like such. It's it was so simple. Yeah, it's super super cool. When when you have a world, like uh, like I had the town, I knew what it was, I knew there were like certain features, and I was like, where am I gonna where am I gonna put this thing? And it's like okay, I put the hook where uh, they were. They came to the town looking for goblins, and they're like, hmm. Uh, she's so she was gonna go look for goblins. Such a good starting entry quest. Good for you, Evan. Yeah, and then she, so she she found she missed uh she failed a check uh succeeded on a check and like found out ooh that there are these goblins hanging out around the waterfall ooh what's what's happening there and then she went and investigated and found like a water slide and like slip and slid into the fucking cave that everyone else was in and I tried to bounce back and forth regularly and then. When they they landed in the like pool of water, they looked up and saw the little girl, and so then they were like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Yeah, yeah. And so they were like, mm, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of the pool and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna scream," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then so they scre- <laughs> they screamed and the little girl ran, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh shit, no, I'm gonna go tackle her." And, then, and I was like, "Okay, go and like make it make a grappling check," and then like right. the little girl succeeded, and I was like, "Oh well." Shit, and then so uh, they like face planted, and the little girl ran on, and the rest of the party heard this, and like I, th- I think just incorporating this entire scenario where they realize everything they do is going to rebound and like echo off of everything else that's happening. I think 
I think they're going to they're going to play this character really well instead of being an issue. Yeah, the 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 biggest one that I always come back to um with with my games would, would it it always has to be the interaction that Kai's character had with the queen when you guys like first met her. Oh yeah. And he I mean at the time you guys were what like level 5 or something you guys were like getting a lot of your abilities and like you guys were like you know doing some damage you guys had gotten some magic items um and you guys first interacted with her and she was saying something i forget the actual conversation but he said something like shitty and cocky back to her and like <laughs> violently ripped down to earth when he realized that she could just incinerate him and get away with it and yeah. nobody would nobody would even bat an eye um and there's nothing any of you could have done to stop it and i think that those like reminders of like hey you'll get there one day maybe um but you know I mean, it comes back to the thing I've said on the show a thousand and forty times, which is like play your character at the level your character is at. Oh yeah. Stop that's, playing that's your really level important. three character at level twenty. Like it's so I cannot stand it. Like, I don't know. It to me it's just so it's well, you, so you see a lot of memes hard to work where, around. where it's like, mm, I, I am I am Gelroar, the the impervious, I've slayed forty dragons, and it's like bro, yeah. level two. Yeah, it's level like two. relax relax you have 18 levels to go before you could even think of being like and again public service announcement to everybody playing this game level 20 does not mean you are like a god like it means you're really 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 powerful and you can continue past that but i mean obviously that's where the game ends is 20 but like 20 does well, not mean level 20 lo level 20 is like it basically means you start attracting shit that can like destroy towns basically right and like, like look at just I mean, look by at, existing almost look at critical role fucking season one how many so many of their characters died at like high level <laughs> oh like if, if you get to level 20 you're just yeah. going to attract the attention of some like evil wizard that's that's yeah just or like or like kill you and it's like oh or like a full-size kraken or like tiamat or like a fucking yeah. um beholder that can incinerate you because things like um disintegration actually exist and those just kill you outright yeah um like, yeah there's so many spells in 5e that just kill you outright um but then there's I mean, figure, there's figure like death, resurrection uh, and disintegrate and fucking but yeah. the bad part about disintegration is you don't have a body afterwards well that's that's why that's why clone and resurrection work because i think you can well, whatever. It's it's all DM calling. It's and stuff, yeah, but. no. But it's also it's like my favorite thing, but also like my least favorite thing about D and D five e is the level of like openness that it has to like the rulings. Um, because at the end of the day, it's what your DM wants to do. Um, oh yeah, we can we can uh, we can we we can revisit Wall of Force. I don't want to revisit Wall of Force. Let's revisit Wall of Force. I don't want to revisit. Mm. Wall uh, let of me Force. let me bring up Wall of Force right now. It's really bad, and I hate the spell a lot. So so we we did come we 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 had a <laughs> we we had, we had something of a resurgence of of this argument. We we've had an episode before. I think it might have just been called Wall. Of, I don't know, but it was basically like. Wall of Force was my favorite spell because of how open it was, and it was Matt's least favorite. And we discovered the ruling, the critical role ruling, which it, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, to it's, preface so this, you can cast, this is you the can correct cast ruling. on the other side of it. So like, it doesn't, so it blocks damage. So Evan, what you were saying is right. So like, 
I think that we were we were typing this out, which is never good for when Evan and I are discussing because we neither one of us can get a point across over text. It doesn't make any sense. So like the ruling is that it blocks all damage and you can't TP into it essentially. So but you can so like for instance, if it's a wall like blocking like on critical role, it was blocking a vault basically is what it was doing. This wall of force was blocking the vault, but you're able to cast on the other side of it, of that wall. So, like, you're allowed to cast Mage Hand on the other side of the wall so that he could pick the lock. See, or that makes sense. you could I'm Dimension Door to the sense. other side of the wall. Uh, what, what I'm saying is stupid is, okay, so, consider, so, the rule, the, the wording is nothing can physically pass through the wall. It is immune to all damage and can't be dispelled by dispel magic. But so, like, you read that out to your wizard and be like, okay. Uh, so they, they, like, you read that exact sentence to your player, your party's wizard, and they're like, all right, I'm putting a dome wall of force up, and you're like, all right, fireball into the wall of force, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you're, and you're like, oh. <laughs> it's immune to all well, damage. Actually, it doesn't block it though. <laughs> you you can't destroy well, no, no. the wall I think, of force I think with that's a fireball. Where, I think that's where I think that's where we I think that's where it differed. So I don't know what the rule. I think so. Technically, I think the ruling is that magic can't damage through it, but you can cast into like like you can cast on the other side of it you can dimension door to the other side of the wall you could cast mage hand on the other side of the wall you could you like like do you see what i'm saying like you if you shot a fireball that would consider like that would technically be considered damage which means the wall would block it but if i wanted to i could dimension door into it or around it i don't this is the part that makes me furious right here is the the spell, the spell just needs a rewrite simply it, first of all that's where evan and i the only thing evan and i have agreed on in wall of force is the fact that it needs a rewrite because it's so it, okay and and evan's heard me say this a lot of times him and i we we know we have differences i respect what he has to say he respects what i have to say but this is my point on this spell and then i don't want to talk about wall of force until the day that i fucking die the biggest part of it for me is the, the the that ending part, which is it cannot be dispelled with dispel magic. What meaning the only two counters to this spell is a high level disintegrate on a wall. So you, it's burning one of your highest spell yeah. slots on a wall or counter spell, which has a chance to fail, or it has a chance for someone to counter your counter yeah, spell the, because the counter, it's five e. Yeah, exactly. So, so here's the thing: like the there's the only spell one itself, pass through it. It should be worded something like, nothing can physically pass through the wall, and any magic that originates from outside of the wall cannot pass into the wall or through it. Like a fireball. Right. So, like, you right. cast but a fireball needs- at the wall, it's blocked. If you cast, say, um, like a swarm or something inside of it, that would work. Um, right, exactly. From Here's, the outside. It, it needs if you, to be, if it you needs to misty be- stepped inside to the outside, that would work. Right. Right, right. Th- that would make it a little understandable why it's a high level spell and why it does the things that it does. But and also- that means that that means it's still great, but you could only right. use it to dome things that like either couldn't escape otherwise, right. or that don't have like a misty step, like like a barbarian or something. Um, right. That, that so means that a makes wizard it kind would of have to misty it- step inside and then like right. tell or like a like dimension door out 
or uh, yeah, it, like it, then it becomes a damage and a spell slot soaker, which I think that it that's fine. That's fine. I get that. Yeah. Also, if if you took that cannot be dispelled out and you pulled its level down, I honestly think it might be different. In my opinion, in my opinion, if you if you made it such not a high level spell slot and you took that cannot be dispelled out of the spell, I actually don't know if I would have any any problems with it right now at, in its current state. Um, um yeah, even even that like um yeah like if you make it a fourth level yeah what what like that's just balancing but like right because well, you don't at, you, at the base level yeah. though like it just needs a rewrite and that's it, why it, it needs D&D a rewrite it needs 5e a rewrite. is dog shit <laughs> yeah and and to be honest with you like that's i give evan a lot of shit for saying that but it's it's mostly jokes because i think this game's really good but also he's not wrong the the game is really like, bad. you find something like this this, this can cause like serious arguments at your table very because it's serious so badly arguments written. at the table this is yeah. this is like actual like argument fodder like like where people will actually get mad but at the end of the day if, if, if you're looking for the the long and short of this in, in, in advice piece it comes down to what does your dm want to do and here's the, my biggest piece of advice to anybody playing the game if you have a disagreement Address it then, and if your DM says, this is the way I'm ruling it right now, then write it down, and if you need to talk to him about it later, not at the table, do that. Yeah, exactly. Don't do talk to him the at the table, or him or her at the table. Yeah. Because like, it slows combat and narrative stuff down, and honestly, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And if he needs to change it, I'm sure you guys, like, you know, if you guys have a good relationship with your DM, they'd be more than willing to talk to you about it after the game is over but what evan just said is absolutely true nothing will make an actual argument on the table happen more than like spending 15 minutes trying to rule on something that doesn't have a ruling really yeah like what we found that sparked this was like the way we read it like we you and me both we literally just like assumed the same thing about how the spell worked because of the way it's written because right. it's immune to all damage, not, not, not physical damage, all damage, right? Like including magical, it can't be, yeah. di- it can't be dispelled by dispel magic. This is also the kicker because the last line is the wall also extends into the ethereal plane, blocking ethereal this travel. This is such through a the big kicker. What such does that mean? But d- is to me- is teleporting ethereal travel? Right, right. It, what does I've, that I've, mean? I'm pretty sure it is, but it, I think that means people in the dome can't plane shift. Like, so you, it is a lockdown thing where it's like, you're here, stay put where you are. The way know. this is worded though, if, if you don't, if you don't know exactly the mechanics of teleporting in your specific D&D world, like, right, right. this, this so it's hard for home people is, is a dimension door, like a wormhole that like, like has to cut through like space in like an infinitesimal amount but the the wall of force will block that or is it like just literally like two disconnected things opening with magic like what what do you rule that as when you when you see this shit it's so bad yeah it's fungus for homebrew it's it's let's just get that out of the way right now it's fungus for homebrew number one and number two and I think Evan, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Evan almost agrees with me on this one. But, like, having something with such a specific counter and it only can be countered in that, I don't, I don't know. It like, like, to me, it just, like, almost, I hate everything that bottlenecks someone into a decision. And 
because I like humanoid enemies, I feel bottlenecked to like give yeah. him a wizard companion for I no reason. So my entire I so my entire agree. prep doesn't get thrown out the window from one wall of force. After we've revisited this, I do think that Wall of Force, as we were using it, is just bad. It's, I don't know, because I, the, the same way it's like Evan, I know that Evan hates being bottlenecked to anything. He likes to play what he wants to play, and don't, like, make him not want to play it for stupid reasons, or he'll tell you it's stupid and, like, <laughs> absolutely destroy you. I think, like, a rewritten Wall of Force doing exactly the same thing, like, not leveling it down or anything, just doing what it's supposed to do. Like, if it was written well, like, well, let's say you're you're in, like, a ship, right? Like, like, you, like, you're having a ship battle. You fucking teleport across or whatever. You sneak into the hull. Uh, cast Wall of Force. Uh, the ship instantly crashes and, like, rips a giant hole. Like, that's still crazy. And, like, the ship capsizes. Like, like that's, that's the kind of spell Wall of Force still is. And that's exactly what 5th level magic should be. I agree 100% because the one time you ever used Wall of Force where I smiled and went, God damn, that was a really cool way to use Wall of Force was when you domed my very mobile enemy on the side of a building. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. You guys can now get away, which you did. This has turned into Wall of Force Part 2, which I'm sure is going to be the name of the episode, but like... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's just... To me, I don't like the spell. Um, I have never been a fan of anything that bottlenecks me to do anything because this is, in my opinion, D&D is a game where you shouldn't feel um, stiff. It shouldn't feel super stiff to play. Yeah, because, um, uh, like, from from the perspective of the DM, like, 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 literally, like, just a wall that, like, can't be teleported through, like, and can't, like, be, yeah, like, it shouldn't be able to be dispelled, but it should be able to be teleported through. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, this spell won't, like, fuck with most things. Like, like, there's just so many ways around it when you can teleport through it. It's, that's such a good tempering element. It's, yeah. Ethereal yeah, travel, that's great, too. Like, that means, like, you can dome a ghost, and they're fucked. Uh, right, they can't just, like, shift their way through life yeah, like, anymore. I don't think any ghost has to teleport. It, they all have, like, plane shift. Or, like, yeah, they, they, they just, just pass they, they through shift. shit. Yeah. They like that that's shift. great. Um So yeah, um, yeah, just just make sure when when you find something like this, like just just make sure both parties are satisfied with how you rule it cuz if if you as a DM see something like Wall of Force and it's like this is just going to bottleneck me and what I can do with this game if we rule it like this, then you have to like talk to your player and be like, okay, we need to we need to work this out. Um, well, yeah, but just like just like everything in our last game, everything came back to communication, like yeah. always. But you just have to communicate with your players and your DM. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm 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 happy to be back playing again. Obviously, I'm I'm happy to be back DMing. I did not know how much I missed it until I did. I think Matt just died. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I think we'll end it there. I will talk to you guys, or, or we'll talk to you guys soon. Lamau. <laughs> but if he cannot finish the end of that episode for whatever reason, ho hopefully we continue. We're, we're going to continue making episodes. Hopefully. Hopefully uh, next week we'll get an episode out to you. But yeah, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Diagnose Matt. It's at Diagnose Matt on everything. Uh, you can find my link tree there. 
Uh, I stream all the time, so um, it's at Diagnose Matt on Twitch. I thought this was gonna be like a comedy, like uh, fucking hot Lamau episode dab, just because we've been gone for so long, we didn't prepare. But like, I, I guess I guess what this show is for us is like such a great way to like output conversations like this in like a healthy way and like hopefully inform other people of how things can be done in a game or how we fucked up and how you can avoid that. And make sure you follow the podcasting account at PodcastVC on Twitter. You guys can find all of our shit there. Uh, and yeah, we will talk to you guys hopefully next week. Please be kind. Don't forget to wash your hands, wear your mask. Uh, tell someone that you love and care about them today and we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. So yeah, check out... Hey, you're on speaker. Hey, I just finished the episode. Um, oh, I also just finished the episode. Oh, good. Um... <laughs>